Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Your Fantasy? Oh, a fantasy football podcast. You know what it is, everybody. I hope you enjoyed your off-season. Well, I guess we've had like, what, a week of off-season so far? Uh, with the, if you're counting, no NFL. And what a Super Bowl we had. Um, sadly, the Kansas City Chiefs pulled out another dub. Um <laughs> Scott is like, that's, what? That's, that's not sad, man. I was personally happy the Niners lost. I mean, I don't know. I <coughs> I don't know. The that's, a, that's, a, that's a Cowboys feeling. I think that is a Cowboys feeling. For whatever reason, well, not for whatever reason. I guess they. I mean, they don't want the 49ers to catch them, right? Pretty sure any Cowboys fan, any Packers fan, were rooting for the Chiefs this past Sunday. So yeah. not just Cowboys. Okay. I was pre- I was pretty neutral, but I'm a. Uh, I'm all for kind of seeing a dynasty, you know, in person, like come to yeah, also, So Also living in Nebraska, the Chiefs are kind of the home team, you know. So. I can see that. I mean, I just think it's funny. I, I I guess we're living in that point where, you know, we can kind of um, see how everyone reacts to, like Steven said, a dynasty comparable to like, as we have lived in the past, the Patriots dynasties. And uh, what I think is hilarious is just seeing the animosity towards dynasty winners um i've seen multiple patients who just hate the chiefs and i'm like oh okay heck yeah this is how i guess everyone felt about the patriots and tom brady so very interesting gentlemen and of course we begin our long uh long tumultuous wait before the next season begins next uh fantasy season and before we start this episode we'll go ahead Knock off, uh, Steve. Uh, well, Scott's moving his fantasy trophy up forward. Very beautiful. We'll go ahead and begin with our icebreaker, which is a president's draft. Since we have President's Day right around the corner, uh, we're doing a third round reversal. Our draft order stands as Scott, Stephen, and me. Scott, with the one one, who do you pick as your top president? I think there are only. <clears throat> three possible choices that could be number one, but I think there is definitely one above mm. the other two, in my personal opinion. And that's Abraham Lincoln. Um, got us through the Civil War. I mean, crazy time in our country's history. Uh, Emancipation Proclamation, Gettysburg Address. Abe was the man. Honestly, 1.01. Very nice. Steve-O. <clears throat> yeah, this is where it gets tough already. Um, I think I would have taken Lincoln at one, but I'm going to go FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt wow. in the two spot. Um, only four-term president, led us through World War II. Um, Social Security. I think he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a real dude, so give me FDR in the two spot. I am. Um, that was going to be my pick. I'm very sad that you got FDR. Um, well, you know what? I'm going to just go with the OG. Uh, our first president, George Washington. Uh, I mean, led us through uh, really, I mean, the beginning of our country, you know, and I think was a uh, absolute, you know, when we're talking about being a president, absolute leadership, um, fighting the British, uh, I can't, I don't think you can get better than George Washington. I'm happy. To, I'm sad that FDR fell, uh, well, went right before me, but... <clears throat> I will gladly take George, the man, Washington. Does it go back to me? We snake drafting? We're going back to the first. It's you. Okay. 
Oh man, with this back to back, you know, I'm going to have to take FDR's um, very close relative, Theodore Roosevelt, um, which Theodore, of course, made made it a point to save, you know, establish national parks. And I appreciate it that about him, um, among other things. I mean, FTR was just a boss. I mean, um, he had so many, like I th- one of his favorite quotes from him is like, speak softly and carry a big stick. I freaking I refer to that quote so many times. Um, big stick guy. Yeah. Big stick guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Roosevelt, I mean, the Roosevelt family <clears throat> in general, just uh, huge contributions to the nation and can't beat either of them. Really? Uh, Steve-O. You stole my pick, man. I was really trying to keep it in the fam and get uh, get Teddy at, at, at the number two spot. Um, and I just learned that they are fifth cousins. For some reason, I thought that they were closer, close, more closely related. But, uh, but yeah, fifth mm-hmm. cousins, just for the people's knowledge. Um, I am going to go with Dwight D. Eisenhower. Um, he... Uh, I guess also helped lead us through uh, the Korean War, um, helped with the desegregation of U.S. armed forces, um, and also desegregating in public schools. Uh, And also, I think, I don't know if he created the interstate system or if the interstate system is just named after him, but um, yeah, Eisenhower seems like a good guy, good guy. So uh, give me him in the two spot. Let's go, Scott. Yeah, Steven stole my second pick. I was definitely expecting Dwight to get back to me. Um, big transportation engineering guy here. So the interta- uh, interstate system, uh, big deal to me. Um, pretty cool thing. Also, the only president that was also a five-star general. Um, so that's pretty cool. Thanks for stealing that pick from me, Steven. Um, <clears throat> I think it gets pretty tricky here. Uh, there's some there's some good options left on the board. Um Listen, I'm, I'm going to go with one that uh, is a little controversial, but okay. um, he gained us like half of our country. Um, Thomas Jefferson. Um, mm. He's he's uh, on Mount Rushmore. Uh, yeah, he owned a bunch of slaves, which not great, um, but kind of a founding father thing. Uh, as a whole, they ignored the issue, and that's what led to the Civil War. So... Um, Every man has his faults. Thomas Jefferson, though, I think has got to be in the top nine. <clears throat> and I'll take him at the 2.03. Very nice. Back to me. Um, I'm going to have to say JFK, the youngest president ever elected. Um, also, hashtag Catholic. Um, man, I, I've always had just a certain respect for JFK. I, I think it's hilarious how he was as much of as a player as he was um most notably his mistress being marilyn monroe um there's just so much stuff that you know you know so much good so much like man he's just a normal person you know he makes mistakes uh also served in the war um and man there's so much I guess controversy that surrounds his assassination too, which always just so interests me so much. Um, and I mean, uh, most notably, like, I mean, I guess I do all the guys with the quotes, right. And of course all the presidents have quotes, but you know, that's not what a uh, country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Um, 
Yeah, love me some JFK, man. Uh, Steve-O. It's a toughie, 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 toughie. Um, I think I'm going to go with uh, another guy that led us through another war, and that's going to be Woodrow Wilson, um, president during World War One. Um, I don't know much else about him, but uh, I guess he convinced huh. Congress that America could not remain neutral in World War One, which was a good thing. Um, so, uh, so yeah, can me withdraw my three spot. <clears throat> Scotty boy. Uh, I think it's between two here for me to round it out. Um, they both kind of had significant impacts on the country. I think I'm going to go with James Monroe, though, uh, father of the constitution as, uh, I, uh, sorry, uh, James Madison. Did I say Monroe? I meant James yeah. Madison, father That's of the right. constitution. Excuse me. Um, to, to close it out. <clears throat> oh yeah. Quality, quality draft, you guys. And president say coming up, um, I need, I don't know, such a widely debated and, you know, you're really in the microscope of everyone of the nation here <clears throat> and the world really with America being a, the superpower as it is. So hey, real quick, um, if we can unanimously vote, um, so if, if it was all on our shoulders if we could get away with president's day and make the monday after the super bowl a holiday are we voting unanimously for that or do we want president's day to remain a holiday all in favor uh can we vote for both no, i'll just take no, all the holidays all right i'm gonna vote in favor of the monday after super bowl i mean i i can't detract like president's day not being a holiday but yeah i, I would love like Super Bowl Monday. Not shoes. So I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Get, right give me both. Give me both. Uh, if I okay, well, I had to pick, stick with the parameters. I will not vote for that. I nay. Yeah, I I think I stick I stick with President's <laughs> Day as well. But you know what? I'm just gonna take. Well, look, Monday after look Super Bowl you are Monday. you know for sure that you're staying up late on Super Bowl Sunday night. You, who knows? Only if you live the day. Only before. if you live in the Eastern Time Zone. I was in bed by ten o'clock. Oh, that that can't be true. The guy over at like, uh, yeah, I guess it started like, it started at five thirty. The game was done by like nine nine thirty, and then the. I really thought I was going to get more support, but maybe it is I, the time zone. Back. I respect my presidents, you know. It's, I, I mean, yeah, but like, do they? It's just it's a very vague day. Like, who who are uh, we celebrating? Like, it used to be like specifically, I think, like Washington and maybe another president, and mm -hmm. it became like, anyways different tangent for another day but i was uh i'm sad that i did not get the support oh listen i know you're i know you're all about your tangents steve <laughs> which is you know why we're moving on to you next with the uh stock market well let us know what you what what we should be feeling about how we should feel about yeah so we got a lot of unknowns going to the 2024 season we don't know where players are going to end up um trades that are going to be happening free agency the nfl draft so many questions um prior to the 24 24 season so this is basing players do we think that their stock is up their stock is down or neutral based off of the 2023 season and anticipated actions prior to the 2024 season so based on the 2023 season and what you think is going to happen going in 2024 so hmm. first player we got is baker mayfield I think 
I think stock is up for sure. I, I do think stock is up based on his performance with the Tampa Bay Bucks this year. I mean, I, I think we, Scott, what was it? What were you yeah, talking about? We, points? We were just talking about pre-draft, uh, or sorry, pre-draft, um, pre-episode, how he was the number 12 overall performer in fantasy football, number nine uh, quarterback for what's your fantasy scoring. Yeah, I barring any significant changes, I I, I think definitely his stock is up. And if if you have a chance to buy him on the low right now, I think if possible, I mean, I think there's just so such a a crowd. I don't know resentment against him for how he played for Cleveland and uh, his previous teams, but I, I think he's a sneaky buy low, and I think definitely stock up. I think I would concur. Um, Kyler Murray. Oh, I I think stock up. Um, it doesn't appear like the Cardinals are actually going to move away from him now. I know we were kind of feeling that way, but I I haven't seen anything that suggests otherwise. And the way Kyler came back after the injury, um, he was a very easy plug and play, or I wouldn't say plug and play, like play and stay uh, quarterback two, borderline quarterback one. So um, I, I think his stock is up. Yeah, I think with the uh, with current draft pr- projections and uh, having Arizona drafting Marvin Harrison Jr., y- you know, and of course we'll still see with the draft. We don't know what's going to happen, but it, with the Cardinals actually giving the amount of, um, you know, I, I mean, they were competitive last year, which I, I didn't think was yeah. going to happen at all, Very even true. prior to Tyler coming back. <clears throat> and uh, I think Gannon's going to actually has done a great job, a stock up for sure. And I think a lot of these players you're listing so far, Steven, are potentially sneaky by lows. I don't know if people would, you know, potentially sell Kyler for <laughs> less than he's worth, but I think it's worth a try. Yeah, I think it might be a neutral for me, but I, with that in mind, I think that's just based on perspective of where I thought he was. I, yeah. I, I think he's a top 10 dynasty quarterback, so I think I'm still probably on the same page as you guys. Um, David Montgomery. Uh, for me, neutral. I'll, I'll start off with because both of you know how high I've uh, been on Montgomery and continue to be on Montgomery. Um, I mean, yeah, I think Jameer Gibbs is electric, but I still think Montgomery has a very solid place in the offense. So, I was also going to say neutral. Um, I was much lower on Montgomery going to last season than MJ was. Uh, I would definitely say Monty proved me wrong a little bit. Uh, I definitely think Gibbs is the better back and the back of the future for the Lions, but Monty is not going away this year, so I- I'm going to say neutral. I think I'm with you guys there. Mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs. Oh, tough one. This is a good one. Um, oh, God. I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to remain neutral. I'm going to remain neutral. And although like he had, oh my gosh, he had a huge drop and that, like he had a huge go ahead touchdown that he could have had for the bills. And, of course, they missed a field goal wide, <clears throat> wide right, but I, I, there's so much chatter around the league about like whether or not he's happy, whether or not he's happy within his role in the offense, and whether or not he's even going to be there. But uh, up until he's traded or whatnot, he's still tied to like one of, if not the best quarterback in the league right now in terms of fantasy output. Um, and so until that changes, neutral. 
Yeah, I'm going to go down uh, for Diggs. Um, I know he's coming off his fourth consecutive top 10 finish. Um, still has Josh Allen at the helm, but mm-hmm. there's been rumors that he could be traded. A um, little bit of diva syndrome, uh, you know, a little bit of a drama queen. Uh, and he's 30 years old. I think there are some up and coming wide receivers uh, amongst uh, or including the ones that are already in the league that are going to knock him out of the top 10. So I, I am down on Stefan Diggs. Okay. I think I would agree with Scott there as well. I just feel like did not end on a high note and something's off and it doesn't smell good. So what, but, but like what, Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins, all these other older quarter, uh, wide receivers. Positive vibe, though. Positive vibes. <laughs> yeah. Down, like, but positive vibes. <laughs> yeah. They, they got, they got good by low. Good by low as well. Um, Drake London. Hmm. I am going to continue remaining neutral till I see. Otherwise, I want to be hyped up. I, and as Stephen knows, I, we've been in, engaging in some trade talks. And Stephen, well, we'll see what you say, but uh, I think there is going to be a, a, a better emphasis on him uh, in the offense this year. Hopefully, with the you know these highly drafted weapons they have, and I, I really just think they're Atlanta's kicker is a quarterback. I, I think a, a, a like a really solid quarterback that they can build around. I can't wait for the draft to see who the Falcons or what decisions they make because like I, I want the hype to be there and I'm it's just like you know everything just is so centered around you know day of literally the day fantasy begins for London for me like so we'll see yeah um I am up on London uh I think for a handful of reasons um mm. Yeah, he's not finished inside the top 30 in his first two years, but I'm going to attribute that to Arthur Smith. And guess who's no longer in Atlanta? Arthur Smith. Hmm. Um, I don't want to spoil any uh, bit of an upcoming segment that we may be having here shortly, um, but I am up on Drake London. I think this offense is going to be much approved. Uh, whether they get a quarterback in the draft or they get one of these free agent quarterbacks, to come to Atlanta, I, I think Drake London's future is brighter. Yeah, I, I would also agree there. I, I don't definitely can't get worse, and I think it can only get better. Whether it's Justin Fields, Jaden Daniels, um, I, I don't know how I feel about Drake May, but um, Falcons are going to get a new quarterback, and they got to be better than Desmond Ritter. Um, so I'm uh, I'm up on London as well. Um, David and Joku. Hmm. I'll, I'll take this one first. I think yeah. I'm. I think I'm neutral. Um, I think last year, wherever you drafted him, he probably got you value. Um, if it was dynasty, and he was already on your team. Um, he's probably worth more right now than he was at the start of next year. But I, I'm neutral on him. Um, if he's my tight end going into next season in dynasty. I wouldn't say I feel happy about that. I would say I feel relatively comfortable at the position, uh, but I feel like I could do better. Yeah, I'm. I, I know this much: he has a place in the offense, and the Browns really work off play action and look towards the seam, look towards the tight end. 
I I think he had a, a you know exceptional year, and I think the biggest question is, you know, will he find a success with Deshaun Watson? I think that's just a continued question with like everything surrounding the Browns. I I continue to question it. I have Deshaun in two different leagues, and I'm hoping for the production. Um, but I'm gonna continue remaining neutral on him because yeah, I, like I'm I continue like Scott said. I think he's productive. I think he's dialed in for another top 10 uh, tight end year. Um, yeah. Yeah. That. yeah um, going off what MJ just said too, real quick, Steven, uh, Njoku really popped when Flacco took over. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, the verdict is still out if there is good chemistry there with Watson, who is expected to be their starter in 2024. Yeah. I'm, I'm all in agreement there. Neutral as well. Last but not least, T. Higgins. T. Higgs. Um, I'll take this really quickly. I am, I'm still neutral on him. I see no reason. Like I, I think what's being discussed around the league is that he's definitely going to be franchise tagged. Um, your link with Joe Burrow, I, and I think in in his stints of uh, becoming healthy, he was actually being ex- exceptionally productive. I, I see no reason, you know. I can't bet on injuries. I don't think it's it's healthy to bet on injuries. Um, just unlucky year from him, and I still expect uh, solid wide receiver, wide receiver two numbers from him this year. Yeah, I second that. I'm gonna stay neutral on T. Higgins. Um, whether he gets franchise tagged and is still number two to Chase uh, in Cincy, or he gets traded, um, you know, there's there's always question marks there where he gets traded. Who's his new quarterback? Uh, who who his new quarterback is going to be. Um, so yeah, I'm neutral. And I will also remain neutral. So nothing too, uh, new, too shocking there, but um, I think as we get a little closer, as the draft happens, there will be a lot more probably disagreements that we may have. But in the meantime, I will turn it over to Scott with Realm of Possibilities. All right, we're going to dive back into the realm. Uh, and we're going to start with our favorite realm of possibility, fantasy and NFL football player, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers is expected to be healthy again to start the 2024 season. With the Bills and Dolphins both coming off playoff runs and both likely to have good teams again in 2024, is it in the realm for the Jets to win the AFC East? No. Uh, I'm out. Ah, uh, man. Honestly, honestly, gosh, man. I they I mean they were my the my my um uh, AFC championship for last year. And does does Rodgers make that much of a difference if the line can't protect him? Uh, you know, that's just that's the base for every Jeez, man. I I I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think so. I think it's out of my realm too. You know what? I I will take the opposite here. If uh, Aaron Rodgers is healthy the entire year. It is in the realm for the Jets to win the AFC East because it's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, uh, I, I, it's in the realm. I, I think it's it's barely in the yes. realm. I think it's in the realm. Um, I had a couple follow-up questions to that, uh, but based on your guys' answer to that one, these might be already answered. Uh, is it in the realm for them to win the AFC Championship? The Jets? The Jets. J-E-T-S. 
That's just yes. Dude, I I want to say I want to say yes. I, I think that's I think I'd rather bet on that than them winning the uh, AFC East. Yeah. Um, I feel really. I feel the same. I feel pretty confidently about them not, but the fact that, uh, yeah, I actually agree there. That's funny because I actually want to disagree, and it oh comes my. down to it comes down to one person that I think we all learned a valuable lesson this year. You don't bet against him, and that's Patrick Mahomes. I, I've I've said it. You never bet against Patty. Uh, I don't think. Aaron Rodgers and the Jets will beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. If the Chiefs somehow lose Mahomes or fall out before then, yes, possibly. But I'm going to say right now, no, it's not in the realm for them to win the AFC Championship game because of Pat Mahomes. The, the final question, is it in the realm for them to win the Super Bowl? Oh. That just seems... I don't know. Now I feel like hypocritical saying they could win the AFC Championship, but not the Super Bowl. Let um, me think. Compared it, to it comes, it comes down NFC, to right? you, yeah, exactly. It comes down to you think there are teams in the NFC that just no matter what Rodgers and the Jets can do, they're they're not going to beat them. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to go back to no. <laughs> I don't think it's in the realm anymore. Mm, yeah, I think no too. I, I think there's some. There are going to be some. Uh, even if San, let's say San Francisco comes back there, I I don't think the Jets could pull it off. Yeah, three for three on that one. Um, obviously, I don't I don't think they're going to win the NFC Championship, so I don't think they're going to even make it to the Super Bowl. But um, I, I don't think that the Jets with a healthy Rodgers are going to get past the Chiefs. Uh, I don't think they get past the Niners either. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that was our first realm of possibility. The second one, and this kind of goes back to uh, the stock market question on Drake London a little bit. Um, the Falcons fired Arthur Smith, no surprise, and now have Raheem Morris at the helm. They're currently in the market for a new quarterback. If they land one of the top names available, Justin Fields, Russell Wilson, etc., cetera, uh, is it in the realm for the Falcons to win the NFC South? 100%. Yeah. Without a question. <laughs> no question. Okay. The NFC South is a shit show. Three, three for three on that one. Uh, what about to make a deep playoff run? Deep, yes, yeah, yeah. I think that's I, definitely. I, the I agree with Steven. I, I think no. Um, I, I don't that's think I okay. get past. I don't think they get past like Niners, Cowboys, Eagles, uh, Lions. I, I think those are all going to be better teams, regardless of who their quarterback is. Um, all right, kind of flipping uh, the coin. If they don't land a top quarterback, is it in the realm for them to win the South with a rookie or Ritter? Um, no. I, I'll argue yes, and that's, that's mainly because I, I think if they land a rookie, well, I guess that's, I'm basing everything off of being landing a rookie, but like... <laughs> and I, if like, which rookie though? Like you, I mean, yeah. Uh, Ritter, <laughs> hell no. Sadly, sadly, I, I think Ritter's all over the place unless he cleans things up. Rookie, I think yes, just because with the rookies, um, I think defenses just just don't know what the rookies are going to do uh, on a like a week to week basis, and I think that's a beauty drafting a rookie. So you're taking the the field of rookies to pan out and to make a playoff run, yeah. Given like yeah. Bryce Young, what, what Falcons? Falcons have a <clears throat> they have a, a high pick. Um, I think they could potentially make a trade to get one of the top players. I mean, really, I think they can. I mean, 
I think my money's on the Bucks right now. <clears throat> money's on the Bucks, yeah. but I'm um, I'm with Steven on this one. Um, I think the Bucks are in a prime position to run it back. Um, I think the Falcons with like Justin Fields or Russell Wilson become the team to beat just because Drake London, uh, Bijan Robinson, um, like that offense as a whole, uh, and Kyle Pitts should hopefully have an upturn here now that Arthur, Arthur Smith's gone. Um, I think they have the best offensive weapons if they can get a quarterback that can get the ball to those weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think my money's on the Bucks running back. Um, I think the the Saints aren't out of the question. I think Bryce Young is going to have a bounce back sophomore year. So uh, I think the Falcons need um, one of those quarterbacks to to win the South. All right, our third realm of possibility question. C.D. Lamb finished as the top wide receiver in fantasy football in 2023. Simply, is it in the realm for him to finish number one again in 2024? <clears throat> oh, yeah. No question. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, and I, we've talked about this in a previous podcast, and I, I think he's fully cemented himself um, in that top tier along with Chase Jefferson. Like, I mean, of yeah. course it took a wide receiver one finish, but like we all knew the potential was there. We hadn't seen it yet. <clears throat> so yes. Yeah. I'm three for three with you guys. Um, I wouldn't say I'm like a hundred percent like confident in that though. Like, you know, oh, well, we realm like, of possibility it's in the realm. right. It's, it's definitely in the realm of possibility. It's just, it's so hard to run it back. You know, we all thought it was gonna be Jefferson. He got hurt. You know, anything can happen. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that one's definitely in the realm. All right, hey, this don't one put, don't put that bad juju on your Cowboys, man. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, it's anything can happen. Um, I definitely think he can run it back, uh, which would be awesome for the Cowboys if he does. Uh, fourth and final realm of possibility question: Brock Purdy finished as the number six quarterback in fantasy in 2023, based on or what's your fantasy scoring? Is it in the realm for him to finish top five in 2024? No. That's a lofty, lofty goal. He's just, I don't, I, I, I feel good about Brock Purdy, but he just doesn't have the ceiling. He doesn't have the running to, uh, um, he basically has to just have a, a phenomenal season of passing, um, and just rack up touchdowns, which I, I mean, yeah, no, I'm, I'm still saying it's, it's not in the realm. Top five. I don't think that's in the realm either for me. Uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, MJ. I'm, no, I'm just, I, it's, I'm, you're, you're making me think. That's a really great question. That's a really great question. And I just think, I, I really think that all, I mean, they're just built so much on these, these uh, run after catch plays and all these design plays. And I think McCaffrey had, I mean, an absolute bonkers year, and I think they're going to continue that. And I think that's one of the limiting factors. I think McCaffrey demands so much on the offense too. Um, I don't think it's in my realm. Yeah, uh, three for three for me. Um, I, I think six is probably the highest that he's he's going to finish, uh, unless every single play call is screen McCaffrey left, screen McCaffrey right, and he goes for ninety yards for a touchdown. Uh, single screen play. Debo, <clears throat> screen Debo. Yeah, sure. Uh, or these these short dump off passes to either McCaffrey or Ayuk, um, and I mean, there's they, all this chatter about Ayuk not coming back either. So I mean, uh, I I don't know. First, I'm hearing of this, and I don't like. Oh, you haven't heard that yet? Yeah, dive dive into that for a little bit of us. Man, what, what is this? I, I sent that. Well, listen, a little bit of chatter because there's been it's all <laughs> social media, you guys, and of course, 
he's been posting all this. His cousin's been posting all this stuff about appreciating what you have when you got it. Ayuk <laughs> um, didn't really like his usage in the Super Bowl. So I would understand too. Um, so that I don't, I'm not going to dive too into it because, you know, when players start acting up and, and stuff, usually what all that takes is a little bit more money, right? So we'll see if the 49ers have it in them, can keep them, but that's all I've heard so far seen too. Gotcha. Yeah. As a, uh, Ayuk dynasty owner, not news that I want to hear. He is not happy. Um, so. <clears throat> Niners, you got one job. Let's make that man happy. Uh, all right, MJ, take it away with us with a rookie review. Oh, baby. So, listen, I'm just going to go over uh, a lot. What a lot of people are considering right now is their uh, top 12 for the first round. So, uh, I think my biggest thing for the rookies this year is there is a significant drop in quality between. Like I guess from last year's draft, previous drafts in terms of running backs and tight ends, <clears throat> tight ends especially. Um, last year, I, as you both know, and if our listeners know, I was extremely high on this tight end class last year. This year is going to be a whole lot of quarterbacks and a shit ton of wide receivers. And I mean, if I'm just pulling from the uh, some of these mock drafts coming in for rookies or some of these drafts that are happening currently on Sleeper, uh, Goodness, I think there's about one, two, three, four, five, six, nearly six, seven wide receivers going in the first round. I mean, and that's to me, that's bonkers. But we'll start from the top. And uh, of course, this is talking about super flex uh, dynasty teams, right? So consensus, I mean, it's been flirted that people are going to be taking Marvin Harrison Jr. as your wide receiver one uh, and the one on one. I don't blame you. I mean, Marvin Harrison uh, is being tallied like tallied as a generational prospect. I don't disagree. I think the tier between him and the next wide receiver though are closer than people think. Um, definitely a big play guy. Marvin Harrison, but Caleb Williams is is really my one on one right now. I, I think you don't pass up on that talent, um, and I think his best player comp is right now is like a prime Russell Wilson. I think this guy has a crazy ability to extend plays very similarly to Russell Wilson, um, inside outside of the pocket, great feel, um, and out of nowhere he'll just like he's got such a quick draw when he wants to and throws absolute bombs. Um, very easily. Um, Marvin Harrison, of course, is going consensus 102. Uh, I mean, I have really nothing to say against Marvin Harrison. I, I really want him to the Bears. I doubt that. I think we're going to get Caleb, but I mean, son of Marvin Harrison, of course, a uh, an ele- a great wide receiver for the Colts in the past, and I, I think Marvin Harrison has a chance to make a big splash in Arizona be the next DeAndre for, um, for Kyler. Um, yeah, I know two thumbs up. I know that's our prayers, right? Scott, uh, I, I do think he, that he deserves a, a good amount of the hype that he's going to get. Now, my biggest thing with Marvin is he isn't really a run after catch player. Um, he isn't as sharp on his roots as I'd, as I'd expect from a generational player, but you know what? Uh, a lot, with all these rookies, you know, they had to get in training camp. They had to do their work and you can expect them to clean things up as they enter the NFL acclimate. Right. 
My 103 for me is going to be Jane Daniels. And I think Jaden, um, although he was surrounded by two, like two players that I think two <coughs> wide receivers that are going in the first round of the NFL draft. Um, I, I think he's exceptionally productive. I, I think my best player comp, uh, what I've seen is like a more athletic Kirk cousins. Um, he can move around the pocket. He also, uh, very good in terms of like a, a downfield accuracy. Um, and I mean, he like I think there's a lot of comparison too to like Anthony Richardson. Like he's, people are saying he's a better passer than Anthony Richardson and all this stuff. Like Anthony Richardson is a tank. I, you can't give that to Jane uh, to Daniels just because he's he's a bit more lanky. And I think that's that's a you know let, let him put a little bit more weight on. I think he's still prototypical. I think I believe he's six three, so he he does have that size on him. And I think if he lands in Atlanta. This is my guy who, I, I, like I was talking about, like I think if he lands in Atlanta, Atlanta is going to be, wow! I think it's going to be amazing. Now, um, <clears throat> my one of four, I think it's Malik Neighbors. Um, Neighbors is honestly my favorite prospect out of all this uh, of the entire rookie rookie wide receiver class. I think he's just like he's a, a electricity in a bottle. Uh, I think he's a really interesting mix of what we think Debo can do. Well, what Debo does, um, you know, all this running after the catch um, plays, situational plays. I I think if he gets into a good offense, like, man, he's going to be unstoppable. Um, (coughs) Right after that, I do have Drake May still in the top five. I think he has the potential. Drake May is kind of my red flag player. I think he's just way too sloppy with the ball for my taste. And yeah, he, I think he had over like 36 touchdowns his last year of UNC. But as we have seen with UNC, UNC has a horrible track record for quarterbacks as of now. Um, <coughs> me personally, uh, Mitch Trubisky, I, I, I think he's going to be Mitch Trubisky 2.0. Crazy enough, people are comparing him to uh, Justin Herbert, which I can see, I can, I can see in certain instances. Um, and I mean, I'll just like, once again, I'll say like right across the board, any of these rookies, especially the quarterbacks, like they need to improve their, they like their decision-making in certain situations. And I think, if I think, you know, I think if he can do that and start cleaning up his play, he'll be a great player, but I think he's too brash right now. He can run the ball too. So I think the thing with these top three quarterbacks is they're mobile. They are mobile. Um, right after that, Brock Powers. I don't think I need to say anything about Brock Powers. I think Brock Powers has been hyped up every year of college he's been in. He set multiple college records in terms of tight end production. Uh, he's being compared to their comp is like uh, George Kittle. Um, I think he's got pretty good hands. And like in certain situations, he tries to do too much. Um, with receiving the ball, but I, I think if he lands in the right situation, maybe the Chargers. Right now, he's being uh, eyed at the Bengals, so maybe my you know maybe my feelings towards um, T. Higgins changes. I don't know, but uh, he gets into the right offense. I think he deserves a high ranking. He doesn't go into what tight end two for me as KTC has him. I think that is way too crazy and I, even i had slp at like tight end nine or ten 
Sam Laporta. So uh, I'm going to bet against him this year. Uh, one of my other favorite prospects going around 107 is Rome Odunze. And this is where I guess we finish out with just wide receivers in the first round. Rome is the most balanced wide receiver out of all these players, out of all these rookies. I think he's got a really good balance of 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 speed, um, route running, uh, ball awareness, and he's solid, solid hands, solid hands, man. So I think if you want the safest bet, like for year one production, I think it's Odunze. I really do think it's Odunze. Now, I think long-term production, I still think Marvin Harrison and neighbors definitely. Um, but someone right off the bat out of college, I think Odunze is the guy. Um, straight into 108, Brian Thompson for me. Very similar to um, T. Higgins, in a sense for me. Um, what he can do and how how good he is in the um, in the catch point. Um, he led the uh, NCAA this year in receiving touchdowns. I mean, with Malik Neighbors on top of his team. So he, he very good in 50-50 ball situations, right? Uh, Troy Flank- Franklin is going in the top as well. And I'm just so, I'm 50-50 on him because he's really skinny. The kid is super skinny, super speedy, okay? And I, I think there's a... As much as I want to doubt him, it's just like we're seeing so much success from lanky, skinny players. And I think that just goes along with how the league is starting to really protect our players. You know, um, Devonta Smith, uh, 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 Nate, uh, Tank Dell, most notably recently. I-, I think he does have a very significant chance to make an impact with his speed. Um, I-, I think uh, the closest comparison really accurately has been Darius Slayton. But I think he's a bit more refined than that, a uh, better route runner. Uh, Keon Coleman comes in next. I like Coleman a lot. Um, he's uh, once again, another similar comparison to like T Higgins. I think Alan Robinson has been thrown out there too. 50, 50 situation guy, big. I mean, he's, he's, he's a big, big player. Six, four, two fifteen. He's, he's your prototypical, like X wide receiver. If you've ever had, like you, you thought in the past, how NFL's always like, teams, had a focal point in their offense. He's a focal point player. He's an X receiver, big play guy. I think very close to Nico Collins as well. Um, but Nico does have a lot more muscle uh, on him. So I think we we revisit him in like year two, year three. Um, Xavier Worthy and JJ McCarthy are rounding out like the first round. I think JJ is going to start ascending up actually the first round. Very similarly. I was... <laughs> Very down on J.J. McCarthy, but I think he has a chance to be. I think he has a great chance because he's younger than the rest of the field. And with how athletic he already is, um, if he gets in a good situation and he gets the time to develop like Jordan Love, I think he has to make a chance to make a very big impact year two, year three. I think. Uh, get him in a couple of games here, but he's being mocked all over the place at this point. So, um, and then Xavier worthy. I think Xavier worthy is a, he's another skinny wide receiver. And, and that's what like is turning off a lot of people is his skinny players. But like, I, I just keep thinking about 
how these skinny players, these thin players, these players who are not over 200 pounds or 180 pounds, just how much of an impact they've had in the NFL the past two seasons. And I, like, I think he, he's got great speed. Uh, very, I mean, I still want to see his 40 time. People are comparing him to Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams, um, which which I think is very interesting because I do know like in his in, in some plays, like he does have like rocks for hands. I don't know. He has some really bad drops sometimes. Uh, but I, I think all these players, uh, and if he gets to a good situation too, I think he can make a very good impact. Very Jerry Judy like almost too. Um, but Hey man, like, like I said, these are just my top 12 right now and what are going in and in, in uh, rookie drafts. And I really think that if the biggest part about this draft or with the rookies is that if you're looking to really retool your wide receivers or potentially get a quarterback for the future, this is the draft to make a move in. This is absolutely a draft to make a move in. So MJ, I got some questions for you. Yeah, dog. Um, I know, so the first one you kind of hit on it at the beginning. Um, but, um, back to 2023 yeah baby and we are we are looking at the 1.01 and we are between Bajan robinson and then three possible quarterbacks um and i think for most people that's that was the question do i get Bajan or do i get a quarterback in Superflex? i ultimately went with Bajan, mm-hmm. um and i'm happy i did because the quarterback i probably would have picked uh would have probably been bryce young which of the three uh so far has not been the right answer um if you have the 1.01 this year and you are in need of a quarterback, are you still taking Marvin Harrison Jr. at the 1.01 over any of the quarterbacks? Or are you are you definitely taking a quarterback? 100% Caleb Williams. I'm 100% taking a quarterback. Now, I, I okay. what I've I've done a lot of research into, you know, draft picks because solely because of Steven actually. Steven's a very big proponent of FDM picks and Really and truly, um, based on like historical data, draft picks are it's a coin flip. It is literally a coin flip whether or not you're gonna get that production you want. <clears throat> and I told I was talking to Scott last night, a lot of uh, a bigger part of my evaluation now is gonna be situation. Um, which is why I had uh, Sam Laporta so high last year. Um, I should have had Bryce Young lower last year based on situation. In Carolina, um, I should have thought more into um, Coach Kubiak and uh, Houston Texans and their ability to make it easier for the quarterback and Stroud to succeed. You know, I so um, definitely taking quarterback here, man. If I need, if if there's a need for quarterback, I think Williams is going to be hard to pass on the one on one unless you're just you're just set at QB and I. Yeah, man, that's that's a good question. So, so then you would take Caleb Williams, even if maybe you didn't need a quarterback. Say you needed quarterback, wide receiver equally. You're taking you're mm-hmm. taking Caleb Williams. Uh, oh, only I, in a situation where you need wide receivers and your quarterbacks are set, you're taking. Harris I Jr. think Caleb Williams all the way. I think it is. It'd be a shame. Really, I think that's me. Some people are like Marvin Harrison is sneaking into those rounds, or they're comfortable taking him there at the one one, and I don't bat an eye at that it's just like i think uh, in superflex 
the hardest position you're going to ever try to get is going to be a quarterback that can stick. And like, Agreed. and I think if you can sneak into the like, say, uh, like late first round, I think there's just so much wide receiver versatility and depth in this draft. Like, like I think you can still make a splash play in the second round, third round. Like, look, Puka Nakua. It's totally possible. I think if if you really just do your homework and let me do some homework too in terms of uh, situation, you can land a quality starting receiver, a uh, wide receiver in second, third round easy. And yeah, Marvin Harrison is generational. Caleb Williams is being touted as as well. And I think you need to, if you have the one-on-one, you take the quarterback here. Don't play. I think don't play. Okay, that's fair. I, I think... Just looking at a couple of my teams, I think I would take Marvin Harrison just based on quarterback yeah. situations. That's but, okay. Uh, That's okay. But no, I I think you make great points for for Williams here, and you know we're we're talking about this really early on. They don't even yeah. have, which is going to be um, a huge factor. And I think going back to what you said about uh, a coin flip, yes, <clears throat> I think it is a coin flip to some extent. But if you do your research, do your homework, look at situations, do more than just show up to draft day and you're like, oh, this guy's ranked ahead of this guy. I guess I should take him. Mm-hmm. I think if you do a little more homework, it becomes a little more than just, um, you know, I, I would say <clears throat> it's not like you're walking into to Vegas and, and putting it all on black or putting it all on red. Yeah, right? very, yeah, yeah. You, mm-hmm. you, you've done a little bit of homework um, and, and you've picked one guy or another for X, Y, Z. Um, yes, anything can happen in fantasy football, but I think to simply say it's 50, 50, um, it it just depends on how you, uh, how you approach fantasy football. If you do your homework now, if you're listening to podcasts like this one in the off season, I think you're going to do better than the average person. Um, one other thing, one other question that I had, yeah, man, please, please. Last year we had three big quarterbacks off the board, uh, in the top five, we had Bryce Young. Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud. Um, I think the order in most leagues ended up being Richardson, Young, Stroud. We know now after a full season that the order should have been based off of 2023 production alone. Stroud, probably Richardson, honestly, if he assuming he had a full healthy season, and then Bryce Young. For the 2024 season, who is your CJ Stroud in the mix of quarterbacks? Uh that's that's not Caleb Williams, like the one that's predicted to number one. Who who is the hidden CJ Stroud? Michael Penix. Oh, Mr. Penix. Uh, I, I still do like Penix. I think he'd be a solid pick in the second round. Um my CJ Stroud is uh my CJ Stroud is Jane Daniels. Hey, you and heard that, it here first. And that's I, I second that baby. And that's I who I it. hope to get at the 104 in our rookie yeah. in RMC. Um, yeah, we'll see. I think it's criminal that he's he's over at the 104. I think it's criminal that Malik Neighbors is at the 104. I I don't I, I know Commissioner Dave is high on Drake May. Um and he has the tools. I think it's just another Will Levis situation. Big arm. Look at this guy slinging it across the field. He's got a huge frame, which I mean, you got to, you know, also play I just hope the commanders take him so he can just be in arms with sam howell to unc to unc qb (laughs) and uh, the thing is i think he's just as reckless with the ball as sam howell and that's that's the problem for me is that nfl teams won't like that eventually 
But I, Scott, that was that first question is so good, man. I mean, th- that's for me, and that's that's my fantasy experience with like with how much of a struggle it is to get a QB right now. I think the 101 in terms of the entire draft, NFL draft, uh, will hold a little bit more weight than than like the 102 for Marvin Harrison Jr. And I think you could get more from Caleb in terms of even if you draft him, I think you could pull, you know, I think you should use that pick in order to flip that for another top wide receiver. I I would rather have Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, C.D. Lamb instead of Marvin Harrison Jr. And that's just, you know, I think that's that's good process. And I think you can flip the, you know, Caleb Williams, if you had a quarterback heavy team already for one of those players. So that's why I think you can't skimp out on the quarterback there personally. I, yeah, I mean, depending on the situation, I think you might have to draft Caleb Williams to then make that trade after Caleb Williams has popped a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I, I don't think anybody's trading the 1.01 for Justin Jefferson this year. The, the, the Jefferson owner is not going to make that trade or he or she shouldn't. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think we're all in agreement of that. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, kind of ranked really high right now. I, I think we'd all much rather have any of those three that you mentioned. Um, awesome review, MJ. That was, that was great. It, man. Um, well, that was just me skimming through, you know, what the consensus right now is. And if you guys have any yep. questions, of course, like, like, let me know. And I'm more than happy to, I mean, see some of these college players are just, I, I think if you need to watch some players tapes, I think watch Caleb Williams, watch Malik neighbors. Um, Watch um, Brock Bowers too, if you just want a good taste of everything. I think yeah. those are some of my neighbors. Is my hidden gem too of the draft? I think at one of four is a steal, <coughs> but I'm trying to get another pick there so I can get him. We'll see. Yeah, and I mean we're only going into our third dynasty here. Um, yeah, so, you know our, our experience is a little limited. Our data is a little limited. Um, I think it's still going to be another two three years where we really see how some of these picks pan out, you know, Correct. over a dynasty and not just from year to year. Um, now, I mean, I have to say SLP last year was a complete outlier. I don't think that'll ever happen again in, set in, in consideration of like a rookie tight end making or becoming the tight end one, dynasty tight end one or fantasy tight end one within the span of a year. I don't <clears> think that's ever going to happen again. Um, I mean, we'll see with Bowers, but I don't, I'd rather bet on the side against him doing that. So for sure. All right. With that, I'm going to move us on over to MFK. I've got three wide receivers for you guys. Uh, They all finished in the top 12 of half point PPR scoring and we're all top 15 in PPR as well. All right. Um, They are DJ Moore, Nico Collins and Debo Samuel. Oh, uh, Dynasty, Dynasty Superflex, yeah. Ooh, uh, <clears throat> I think I can take this first. Um, I think Debo's gonna be my kill just because of. I I believe, I I want Nico actually as my as my Mary. Nico actually is my Mary. Um, I just love that he's still young, of course, and tied to was able to be as productive as he was <laughs> under uh, CJ Shroud. Yes, Tank Dell was out. But just the sheer fact that this man can drop 200 yards, he's not, CJ Stroud's not afraid to just sling it to this guy. He could pop off like 
30, 40 points. Um, and he's one of your traditional, uh, what we see traditionally in the past with wide receiver uh, development. It's always year three. It's always year three. It has always been. And we have such lofty expectations. So Nico for sure is my Mary. Uh, friends with Bench Fitz, DJ Moore. I think he, I, I think this was a great breakout year. Top 10 with Justin Fields in and out. Um, yeah, and, and then Debo's going to be my kill. I'm going to marry Nico, friends of Benjamin Fitz, Debo, and kill DJ Moore. Um, agreed with MJ on Nico, CJ Stroud. We got longevity there. I think up in the air for whoever's going to be quarterback in Chicago. If it was still Justin Fields, maybe I would give DJ Moore the edge. But if it's a rookie, nah, pass. I respect that. Yeah, I am going to agree with Steven here. Uh, okay. Nico's my Mary. You guys pretty much hit on most of it, but I want to say that Nico is the A.J. Brown to Tank's Devontae Smith mm, in Houston. Yeah. Um, love the fact that uh, C.J. Stroud-Nico Collins connection will be coming back for round two in 2024. Wish I had a piece of that somewhere. <clears throat> Don't. We'll see what happens. Um, Friends of Benchfits, Debo Samuel, San Francisco, high-powered offense, um, especially with this newfound drama of Brandon Ayuk. I mean, you, you want a piece of that offense, and I think Demo Samuel is going to be a solid piece. Um, and then DJ Moore, for the reasons Steven said, if it's Justin Fields, um, much higher on him. We um, <clears throat> said several podcasts ago, though, I think his finish this year, number six or seven, is the highest he'll probably ever finish. Mm. Um, I, I, I definitely see next year – not necessarily being a slump, but it's not going to be as good as this year was. Um, and if he gets a rookie quarterback, who knows what's going to happen. So uh, he's got to be my kill. <clears throat> uh, MJ, what do you got? Okay, so um, I'm doing not based on players. Um, I, and this might be easy for you guys, but um, my MFK this week is for if you absolutely hated the NFL, um, and wanted to be getting be into uh, a sport outside of the NFL. Would it be how would you rank the Premier League, the uh, PGA Tour, and the NBA? So it's sports that we would want to participate in. Well, like be super into as well. Oh, like in terms of like this would be I would totally be into the NBA, or you know, not not any interest in it. Yeah, easy, easy marry for Premier League, no question okay. at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly want to get into Premier League. It's just hard to like pick a team and stick with it without having background. But um, yeah, definitely easy marry with Premier League. Uh, Friends of Betcha Fits, NBA, um, also pretty easy <coughs> choice to kill um, the last. PGA, is that PGA. what you <laughs> yeah. yeah, easy kill. Okay, Scott? Um. I definitely agree with Steven's Mary. 100% Premier League would be my Mary of those three. I, I don't think it's as easy as a K tour. Um, I used to think watching golf was boring, but um, it can be very entertaining depending on the tournament and the situation um, at times. But I, I don't think it's as entertaining as the NBA, especially like NBA playoffs, NBA finals, um, especially if LeBron's in the dance. Mm. LeBron's just fun to watch. Um, but I... NBA would be my friends with benefits. PJ Tour would be my kill. It's closer than what Steven made it out to to be, though. <clears throat> Great. Uh, yeah, Premier League for me. Um, NBA and friends with benefits. PGA. 
I, I, easy, easy, easy. Can't believe you didn't come in town for Steph's sixty pointer, MJ. I forgot. I actually <coughs> forgot to, and I was so sad that he dropped sixty freaking points. Mm. I'm so sad. Yeah, I'm bummed that I didn't go either. <laughs> yes, uh, Steve-O, your turn, baby. All right, guys. I got the ladies of the Super Bowl, of course. Oh. So we got Christian Juszczyk, um, who is really coming on strong with her her, uh, her NFL fashion. Um, she is the one whose jackets Taylor Swift is wearing and Taylor Lautner. Um, Small mile. Yeah, all those jackets with like player numbers on them. Um, and of course, wife of Kyle Juszczyk, fullback for the 49ers. Um, Olivia Colpo, um, fiance of Christian McCaffrey, model. Um, wow, fancy. Let you look her up for yourself. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Taylor Swift, who I don't think needs an introduction. So, Christian Juszczyk, Olivia Colpo, Taylor Swift. You know what? I don't hear anything about. Um, Olivia Colpo, so she's gonna be my Mary. Woo! Um, I I personally don't. I've never heard of her name before. Ever. Have a great choice, MJ, and oh. I can't wait for you to look her up. <laughs> um, I'm going to friends with Benchafitz, uh, Chris Kuschek, <coughs> and I'm at uh, sorry Swifties. I don't really, I'm not really into Taylor Swift. I don't listen to any of her music. Sorry if that offends people. Uh, but I'm happy she's if she's happy, she's going to be my kill. All right. I mean, <clears throat> there's a difference here for going off of looks or we're going off of like just everything else. Cause I am a Swifty. I love Taylor Swift's music. Uh, I think it's great. Um, I, I would, I would marry her for music alone. Uh, <laughs> and then what, and then you wanted her to write about you <clears throat> between, uh, Kristen and Olivia. I don't really know a whole lot about either. Um, but I think I'm going to French benefits Kristen and, and kill Olivia just to be different. That is the most blasphemous thing I've ever heard. This is maybe the easiest of Marys that I've ever had, but Olivia oh, wow. is my Mary. Olivia. Um, yeah, again, we'll let you do your own research. Easy Mary, uh, Friends of Benefits, Christian Use Check. And while I am a fan of Taylor Swift songs, I will unfortunately have to K her as I don't think that we would mesh. <laughs> but. Yeah, MJ, definitely looking forward to your thoughts on Olivia. Oh, wow, she's um, gorgeous. Indeed. Um, let's turn it over to Jukebox. Juke. Juke. Um, <laughs> all right, so don't know how big of Beyonce fans you guys are, but she just released a couple of songs right after the Super Bowl. One of those songs, biggest hit in the country right now. There is a TikTok line dance that I want to learn badly based off of it. It is Texas Hold'em by Beyonce. It is, she is uh, getting into her first country album, um, which first was questionable to me. And then after listening to the song probably 50 times this week, I am on board with it. And I may actually become a country fan because of Beyonce. Um, otherwise, I am Audi. So, uh, Texas Hold'em, Beyonce. Of course, if we're talking about Texas, we're talking about the Big D. Um, with Justin Jefferson's QB status up in the air, would you take C.D. Lamb as the number one receiver in both Dynasty Startup and Redraft Leagues as it currently stands? And two, 
is deck a long-term dynasty and real life solution at the quarterback position. All right. As our resident Cowboys fan, I will take this one first. <clears throat> and it is difficult. Um, I think for dynasty purposes, I would still rather have JJ for 2024. Give me CD because the Cowboys are trying to go for it all one more time before everything just explodes. Let me stop you there. Um, why, why, why 24 <laughs> specifically is, is JJ not getting the nod if he's getting the nod for that? Like, what's going to change after 2024? I think well, the Vikings find, made. yeah, I think, I think the Vikings find a good solution um, to replace Cousins when that time comes. Okay. Um, I, I, I think I love CD. I think he's great. Wide receiver one finish, uh, you know, awesome Cowboys player, represents the 88 well, but JJ is like a generational talent. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just, if you watch JJ make some catches, uh, it's just eye opening, like mouth dropping catches. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why I, I'd say JJ long term. I mean, if you have either, you're in an awesome place. Um, for a long time, I was trying to get both on my RMC team and then. Allen decided to trade him for kibbles and bits. Um, so that sucks. But uh, to answer your second question, I think Dak will be a great fantasy asset in 2024 if you have him. Um, I do not think he is a long-term answer for your dicey team, nor do I think he is a long-term answer for the Cowboys. MJ. Yeah, I. this is a good question. Of course, as always. Sebo. Um, and I think this really balances on right now the quarterback question on both sides of the ball uh, of, of the teams. I think if Minnesota re-signs Kirk Cousins, um, if the Cowboys continue to think Dak is their guy, which I think, isn't he up for an extension as well, Scott? He is, both him and CD. Oh, shoot, CD. Well, well I'm not worried about CD moving. But I would much rather have JJ. Um, they're still in the upper echelon, but like Scott said, I think JJ just has like uh, way and beyond always passes the the uh, eye test for me. And I think JJ more than anything is he he has an extra little bit of inevitability than CD has. Mm. Um, I think we saw a couple games last year, Scott, where CD was contained. The offense was contained, um, and I think both both of those wide receivers can be moved really into any position. I think, yeah, I think that's why JJ has that edge uh, for me. Um, and whether or not Dak is going to be the long term solution, <coughs> long ish solution for the Cowboys, that's a great question as well. I, I think. <clears throat> Nah, God, that's a tough question. I really don't see any reason why they shouldn't re-sign him. I think Dak is just continues to be kind of criminally underrated as a quarterback. But because we've I, seen, I him. don't, I don't disagree with you, MJ. But the playoffs, and he throws pick sixes. Like, well, listen, we go into you, the you playoffs, and like, you can't expect to move beyond a single game in the playoffs if your quarterback is consistently throwing pick sixes like 
I, I, I love Dak. I think he's a great person, uh, more than average NFL quarterback, but the turnovers in the playoffs are unacceptable. Um, it comes down to this. If the Cowboys don't make it to an NFC championship this year, there are going to be massive changes in Dallas. Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Basically anybody underneath Jerry Jones, you may not have a job in 2025. Yeah. I just, I, you know, I just, I, I know like how well some backup <clears throat> quarterbacks and all these uh, people I've never heard of before produce this year, but it's just like, everyone's looking, all these teams are looking for elite quarterback play. And yeah. It's just like I just I just don't see a reason for them to move on from Dak unless of course they get they can find someone else, but I hardly doubt that. I, I think I think Dak even had comments this year that um he really enjoyed the Mike McCarthy system. He had a lot more flexibility and um I, I wanna see next year. I, I actually think C D we talked about the realm of him being wide receiver one again. I think that's one of the reasons why. So I, I think Dak would be, yes, I would have him as I would sign him to an extension for the Cowboys, and I would continue rolling with it. That's so tough, man. Yeah, no, I, I like uh, I like the thoughts. Um, I I'm uh, I probably would consider CD as my number one, and I. Yeah, the the Dak thing is definitely is definitely difficult. Um, I think there's a lot a lot of other stuff that's wrong with the Cowboys outside of Dak, so I, it's hard to pin it on him. But I will say, oh, I, looking at I'm 100 percent not just pinning it on Dak. I'm, right, that's not I, it's right. not 100 percent his fault. But like the the pick sixes and the turnovers and the playoffs, like yeah, he's he's the one throwing the ball at that point. I will take this uh, minute to. Uh, crap on my least favorite website on the internet which is ktc which has dak as the number 17 ranked quarterback in dynasty which is absolutely bonkers he was a top what uh, he was for sure a top 10 quarterback this year right i mean he was yeah three i don't know where he finished but he is below the likes of drake may uh, Jaden daniels never stepped on an nfl field <laughs> trevor lawrence um caleb williams anthony richardson um yeah anyways uh, i would much rather dak, have dak over those yeah, players i would agree 100 percent. everybody that you just named i'd rather have dak dak was number three in half point ppr and ppr this year uh it's his third year in the last five being top eight um he finished number two in 2019 number eight in 2021 uh he's never finished worse than 32 and that was he finished 32 in 2020 when he only played five games because he got hurt yeah. And missed the rest of the season. Anyways, um, shout out to the KTC for being a crappy website. Um, next song is, of course, our Super Bowl halftime performer, Usher. Usher. Maybe one of his lesser known songs to the general public, but it's called Hey Daddy, Daddy's Home. Um, in the song, they say, you know, your daddy's home and it's time to play. I'll let your imagination run with that. But the question is, what QBs have earned daddy status, meaning they should unanimous, unanimously be viewed as lockdown fantasy players for the better part of their careers? How many am I allowed to list? Um, I mean, as many as you, as, as you think. I oh. don't, I, to me, yeah, the list is pretty short. So, but I'm interested to see what you what, what your thoughts are. Lockdown 
lockdown for me, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. And I, I, that's a hard three for me right now. Joe Burrow starting to concern me with his injury. Like, yeah. uh, and he's 27. He's just, he's older than Lamar Jackson. He's older than Lamar Jackson. He's not a sure thing for me. And I'm too timid to jump on the CJ Stroud. Like he's going to be a hammer every year. Those are my three. That's, that's all I'm going to do. I a hundred percent agree with MJ. Those are going to be my three, um, hard and fast kills. Um, so one that I've had this debate with, with Steven and a couple of our other friends, um, let's not forget Aaron Rodgers. All right. Yes. He has been hurt. And, and, uh, like, listen, he, he was daddy. I should say that he was, um, I think he could be like, he could have another daddy year. I just don't think it's going to be that many more years that he could be at that level, but he's, he's done it several times in the past and he could, I'm just saying he could crazy, crazy shout out to Aaron Rodgers there. Um, I think I'm going to agree with you guys. Um, I, I, I want to throw Joe Burrow in the mix, but I, I do too, man. Bring up a good point. MJ. Um, I also feel like Jalen hurts deserves some more respect. I know the Eagles went downhill. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, hey, look, the only thing pushing I, away from hurts is like, there's so much chatter with banning the push push. There's which so is such crap. Like I, I agree. I don't you know, think a team figured out a way that's within the rules to, to score touchdowns and, and, you know, complete fourth and one it's a lane play. It's a lane play. It's not it's, good. It's for not. Purposes. I, oh, I love it. I think it's great. And nobody, nobody um, pushes dude, the if you're Madden, and, uh, playing Madden, if you don't QB sneak on the one, you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. Quarterback sneak is, it's great for NFL and it's, it's really it's good for, not great for the NFL. Tom, Tom um, Brady was known for his QB sneaks. QB sneaks is different than touch push. It's a QB sneak. It's, it's their way of doing the quarterback sneak. It's it's no, it is it is noticeably different than two. Um Mahomes, Allen, ja- I, I think if I gotta put Jackson in the mix, I gotta put Jalen Hurts in the mix. I think that they are similar players. I okay. think Jalen Hurts is I'm, I'm good with that. Probably just as talented. So Jalen, I'm calling you daddy. Um Hey, r- real quick to uh Rodgers had one, two, three, number one finishes in fantasy, uh, and one, two, three, four, number two finishes. So that's seven years in the top two in his career. Rodgers, oh, how many Super Bowls does Tom Brady win? Why? How is that relevant? Your question was a daddy for fantasy, correct? But like the foreseeable future. Yeah. So what? And, and what I'm saying is, a healthy Rodgers could easily be a top three fantasy quarterback. If he plays an entire year on an offense with Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, uh, listen. If Rodgers is healthy, guys, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be a fan. I, I understand. I'm just I'm, I'm just so interested, uh, uh, intrigued at how much of a uh, you know Aaron Rodgers can be a daddy, <laughs> you know, with how big a cowboy fan you are. But I, I, I'm not. You're saying for <laughs> fantasy football purposes. <laughs> I don't, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The guy has done it seven Rogers than that. Rogers is a- hella talented. I, I, I just, it's just, it's just unknown. It's just his unknown. best finish is number two since 2016. 
I'm just which yeah, he, which he which he did in 2020, but he he had four years in a row there. He was top ten. Okay, you take out the years that he was injured, and he's been top ten since 2014, not counting his last year in Green Bay and this year where he was hurt. It's a, it's a <clears> lot <throat> of years. It's many many years, but um. I will let MJ bring us home for the pod. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Great podcast today. Um, And yeah, if you um, are enjoying or have enjoyed the NFL season, um, I I want you to think about just and realize how short it is. I mean, I feel like it was was gone in a blink of an eye, really. And so come to appreciate the months we do have football and once we have this time off you know take your time off i think scott you took a little nice little mental break from from all of it and that's helped you tremendously i think it's good to don't let it start affecting your daily life this is something we do for fun and in this off season uh take your time to do other things also you know dabble a little bit in watching some of these rookies because especially in these dynasty uh leagues you're going to want to know who you have the potential of picking or who you want to pick um, and when you have, when it comes to your pick, you have, I mean, <clears throat> the entire pool of players at that point, you're going to know who you have as a priority. So do, do a little bit of homework. I'll, you know, uh, podcast me, I'll do, I'll do a lot of your homework for you because it's fun. Um, but a big thank you to everybody who continues to listen to us. Also big thank you, Scott, Steven taking time out of this. Uh, we're recording on a Saturday afternoon. So thank you for taking the time out of your weekend to record with me and for the podcast. And if you guys have any suggestions, yeah, reach out to us. Let's make this a more enjoyable experience for you. Um, you know, and we have our fun already, but we're always open to new ideas. So, uh, Scott. Yeah. Um, MJ, you, you said it really well. Um, I, yeah, I, I needed a break after, uh, the fantasy football season and after, after my Cowboys got embarrassed, um, to the Packers, um, took about a month off, didn't look at anything football related or fantasy football related until basically the Super Bowl. I watched the Super Bowl, uh, cause you have to, I mean, the commercials are funny. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good time to, to take a break if you need it in the off season. Um, you know, we're projecting six, seven months in advance here talking about the 2024 season. Um, and, and with dynasty, you kind of have to, um, so, you know, take it in strides, take some breaks, but also start preparing for the future. Uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, like MJ said, Saturday, we're here recording, getting it done, uh, for our listeners out there. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, Steven, what you got? It's good to be back. Need a little break. Um, and, uh, I'm sure we'll be, uh, kind of, intermittently throwing out some pods throughout the off season. Um, excited for uh, the craziness of trades and whatnot. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you all for, for listening. And if there's any off season fun segments y'all like us to do, please holler at your boys. And we appreciate it as always. Yeah. Holler at your boys. Um, until next time, you guys, This is What's Your Fantasy, Fantasy Football Podcast, and we'll see you all next time. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby.